You're listening to the Charity Champions Podcast. Each year, TFNB Your Bank for Life chooses six nonprofits from around Central Texas to recognize as Charity Champions. Tonight's Charity Champion is... Champions enjoy live on-field presentations at Baylor University home football and basketball games, online broadcast and print marketing exposure, and world-class leadership development through 360 Solutions, all at no cost to the nonprofit. In this podcast, we want to get to know our Charity Champions a little better. We're bringing those who help and those who have been helped into the studio to hear the stories behind the champions. On this episode, keep Waco beautiful. We only have a couple of years left in our landfill, but you can divert all that waste. Executive Director Ashley Crownover tells us how they keep the city looking good through conservation, cleanups, and education. Everyone says there's no such thing as zero waste, but we actually did that. And now, let's get to know our champion. All right, Ashley, tell us what is Keep Waco Beautiful. Keep Waco Beautiful is a unique 501c3 nonprofit organization. We specialize in environmental conservation. We are the only ones that actually, in the nonprofit world, that actually think about our environment and how we can be more sustainable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of our charity champions in the past, it seems like they're focused around helping people. And this is like one of the first ones I can think of that has really like helping the environment be really nice for the people, right? Right, exactly. And we really need the people that live in Waco to be more sustainable (laughs) to help our environment. You know, as the population grows, it's getting more difficult to kind of keep up with that growth. Mm -hmm. And so the most outreach we can do, the better it is for everyone. How did Keep Waco Beautiful get started? So originally, Frances Sturgis, she was one of the big founders and really helped the economic development in the early 70s and 80s. She started the Greater Waco Beautification Association, and she was really good friends with Lady Bird Johnson. And yes, so Lady Bird kind of just told her about Keep America Beautiful Mm -hmm. and Keep Texas Beautiful and how what she was doing kind of falls in line with their whole mission, Mm -hmm. if you will. In 1980, they switched from the Greater Waco Beautification Association to... Keep Waco Beautiful. It rolls off the tongue a little bit better, I think. Uh huh. <laughs> How'd you get involved with it? I joined Keep Waco Beautiful in 2012. I had a lot of just experience with some of the customers that we have, you know, as far as membership and stuff like that in prior jobs. And so I asked Sherry Street, I was like, hey, I would really love to get out of the bar and restaurant scene. Um, <laughs> and I'm really good with books and I can help, you know, boost your social media and, and help with that area. And so she hired me on as the program director. Nice. I think in 2015, they promoted me to ED and I've been doing it ever since. And so we just now got to a point where I just couldn't wear all the hats. Mm. Um, I was ED program manager, (laughs) you name it, grant writer, all that good stuff. And so finally last year or the beginning of last year, our fiscal year falls in the middle of the year. So I was able to go to the city and say, hey, how about instead of giving me a raise, you give me help. (laughs) (laughs) So now I have a part-time person that kind of helps answers the phones and things like that. Um, We were stationed in City Hall ever Mm. since 1979. And with the population growth and things like that, um, City Hall had to expand. And so Wiley came to me and said, hey, we got to kick you out. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God. Because we were on second floor with legal and, you know, nobody wants to go to legal. And so we rarely had people in the office. He said, well, go ahead and stick to, you know, the grant agreement. And if you just find a space, we'll go ahead and pay for it. Mm-hmm. And so I was super blessed. My mother at the time was doing the books for Gourmet Gallery. Okay. And she said, hey, look, Karen's moving out hop on that space. Where's that? It's on 5th and Austin. That's a really good location then. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I called Karen and I was like, hey, when are you moving out? Because I need, <laughs> I would love your space. It's a really unique space. We were able to go ahead and get one of the environmental officers a space upstairs. So it made my life a lot easier instead yeah. of me getting the complaints from citizens and having to call code enforcement and, you know, that kind of gets stuck in that that department. I could just go straight to the officer and and, you know, let them know mm-hmm. what was happening in and around the city. So, yeah, we are super blessed to to have a downtown office space. Since then, our membership has doubled. Excellent. We have people in and out of the office all the time. Our volunteer basis has tripled. So it, it was a wonderful move. Mm-hmm. What kind of things do you guys do? Okay, so we specialize in three areas. Ending litter. And by doing that, we do lots and lots of cleanups. We are currently right now doing district one cleanup, meaning we have a really good partnership with solid waste. And anyone that lives in district one can put any size of bulky waste and brush out on the curb and they'll come pick it up on that Saturday. What we'll do is go before them and have volunteers go out to the elderly and disabled and help them move their things to the curb. And we also noticed this is our second year of doing these district cleanups that a lot of the stuff that they are putting out on the curb, we can actually recycle. Uh, So a lot of the appliances, stuff with Freon in it, those things don't need to go to the landfill because of the chemicals in it, but we can take them to Cobbs and they'll get recycled. I think I've managed to get a lot of the big box TVs out of circulation now. I've I've picked up over, I want to say 40 or 50 of them the last year and a half. Yeah. And they're not, they're not light. (laughs) Those Um, big CRT monitor mm, giant things. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And different things like that. So Mm -hmm. windows, paint, We'll send all that to Waco Restore. The big appliances will go to Cobbs Recycling. If there's any good furniture and clothing, we'll send it to Goodwill. Basically, when we were kicked out of City Hall, Wiley came to me and he said, look, Ashley, I really need you to help me with diversion. We only have a couple of years left in our landfill. And so I said, oh, perfect. I'll help (laughs) you as much as I can. And so now when we're doing these big district cleanups, I can help divert as much as possible if we have a list ahead of time of what kind of items people are putting out on the curb. I had the Midway soccer team out with us yesterday. We managed to clean up 12 homes in an hour and a half. Wow. And so, yeah, they're awesome. Many hands make light work, huh? Yes. (laughs) Yes. My cleanup committee helps kind of organize it all. So Mm -hmm. we're not just driving all willy-nilly all over town. (laughs) And so we managed to split it up into two groups. And we picked up a bunch of printers, flat screens that no longer work, a couple of deep freezers, a couple of tires, things like that. And so we'll be out today too from five to eight. Excellent. So that's the litter part and the diversion away from the landfills. And what other ways do you guys help keep Waco beautiful? Sure. So we also do river cleanups too. Um, That's one of our big popular events. We'll, We'll do them four times a year. And our biggest one is during the summer, which oddly is the most participation that we get from the community. Normally when we do big river cleanups, we'll have, you know, Stepping Out come out with all their volunteers and things like that. And then of course we have the adopter program. Basically you or your group or family or your church, whoever wants to pick a spot, a street or a park, we will drop a contract. You have to clean it up a minimum of four times a year, one month mandatory in April. 
for Earth Day and Keep America Beautiful Month. And we'll erect a sign that says this spot street park is adopted by such and such group. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of recognition. Last year, we gave an award out to one of our adopted park groups, Tarleton Waco, because they cleaned up, I want to say it was like nine or 10 times more than what they were supposed to. Wow. And they have, on average, either between 12 to 40 volunteers at a time. And mm-hmm. so it was a lot of trash picked up at a Northern Gateway. Wonderful group out there. So aside from the litter cleanups and the river cleanups, we do beautification. And that consists of many things. So our next big project is on September 28th. We'll be out at Brazos Park off of Lake Waco. It's one of their parks out there. And I selfishly agreed to <laughs> put all kinds of money into this park because we have access to Bosky River. But where we put in and launch from on kayaks and canoes is off of the Brazos. And mm-hmm. by the time you kayak all the way down to Bosky, you're just like <laughs> tired and screw this. I want to turn around and go back home. Right. We are putting in brand new picnic benches, all new trash and recycling receptacles. And they just installed the new launch site pad for kayaks and canoes. It will be the only park in Lake Waco that actually has recycling. So I'm super excited about that. We do Arbor Day twice a year for National Arbor Day. And then we also do Texas Arbor Day too. So we Ah. try to plant at least two mature trees once a year. And we'll generally do it at a business or a school. What other beautification projects have we done in the past? We built Heritage Square and gave it back to the city. Indian Springs Park as well. Mm -hmm. Miss Nellie's Pretty Place. We just finished revamping that. We tore out all the invasive plants and put in all native plants. Now where is that? Miss Nellie's Pretty Place is located in Cameron Park. And it's up on Sturgis Road. Okay. I've Uh, seen it before but I couldn't place it in my mind. Yes. And we had an awesome partnership with the McLennan County Master Gardeners. And they came in and said, hey, we need a a project. And I said, well, I would love that. Y'all know (laughs) what you're doing. And so they went ahead and installed a butterfly pollinator garden. The next thing that we're going to try to do is install a rain garden. So it'll be the only sustainable educational park in Cameron Park. We have lots and lots of field trips that go out there and, you know, learn about bees and butterflies and insects and ways to plant. It's a really good program that the master gardeners are kind of using that space to promote education um let's see what else have we done we lit the suspension bridge we've planted trees on LaSalle we beautified a lot of the intersections on West Waco Drive that was years ago and I think that is another project that we're looking into redoing Mm -hmm. we work really well with city council right now and so I pick their brains all the time hey (laughs) you know what do you want us to do in your district or how can we help and and things like that Mm -hmm. we have helped put in all new plants at Lake Waco whenever it all flooded back in 2016 and Mm -hmm. 17 and so we we did all that in their their entryways just to kind of help boost economic development for them so they can get more people out there at the lake. And it's pretty much about it. We've done a lot of beautification with the schools. We try to install as many outdoor classrooms because it's it's really good for the kids to get out there and just be in the sunlight. Lots of kids don't really go outside anymore. They have their tablets and, you know, if you're in a really good neighborhood, you'll see kids running around. But, you know, just in Waco proper, parents don't really let their kids out in the front yard anymore. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting you talked about the master gardeners because my daughter's teacher is a master gardener and they have like a garden club and I've never seen her more excited about something. So it's really fun to see kids getting excited about the community and about gardening and about being outside in this age of tablets, as you said. Yes. 
And so when we go to the schools, another thing that we we specialize in besides beautification and litter is we'll we'll try to do as much outreach as possible. Mm-hmm. Really teach the kids about recycling and ways to reuse products. And we really want to minimize single use anything, yeah. um, whether it's plastics, just products in general. With our our cleanups and stuff, we used to get bottled water donated by Coca Cola. We no longer do that. <laughs> we ask that everyone bring a reusable bottle, and we'll we'll fill up coolers. That's so, very responsible. Yeah. Yes. It's the new thing, right? Mm-hmm. We recently have changed to everything electronic, so no more paper products. Mm-hmm. And it makes it a little difficult with the older generation because they still like that tangible product that they can have in their hand and read. But like I said, most of our stuff is done on online, social media, promotion. We have really good connections with Act Locally, you know, lots and lots of businesses around town that just try to help spread the mission with us. One of the first things I heard about with you guys that was interesting to me was your river cleanups using like paddle boards and kayaks and stuff. Can Mm -hmm. you talk about that? Yeah. When I first started with Keep Waco Beautiful, my father was working at Outdoor Waco. He was the running guy. So if you run in town, you got you got your shoes from him. (laughs) Um, And he gave me the contact for the kayak information over Mm -hmm. there. And I ran into Ross and I said, hey, Ross, I would really love it if we could use your kayaks, help clean up the river a little bit. And he was all over it. Ever Mm -hmm. since then, Ross bought Waco Paddle Company and now he owns Bear Mountain. And so we have a really unique relationship with them. They also help with our membership perks. So if you are a member of Keep Waco Beautiful, you can get a 10% discount at Bear Mountain. <laughs> He's always supportive. He was like, hey, when's the next river cleanup? This last one that we did in, in July, we usually try to do it right before a big race just to help get the river cleanup, especially for like Tri Waco, right. Ironman, all the swimmers that are getting in there. Don't want to swim through trash. No, you don't want to swim <laughs> through trash. So yeah, we'll, we'll get out there and, and use their kayaks. We had Channel 25 out there and they did a huge promotional blast for all of us. So mm-hmm. it was really awesome and fortunate. And they're always eager. I even just left some pickers and bags. And anytime if somebody wants to come up and say, I want to help clean up the river, they're just, here you go. Here's a bag and a picker and go ahead and get in a kayak. So I'm really blessed to have that relationship because I don't think people would come out, especially in the hot, hot summer like July, <laughs> and pick up the trash around the river if there wasn't some kind of fun perk involved in it. Right. You can If you get too hot, you can just jump in the exactly. river. Exactly. Just jump in the river. <laughs> and it, it really gives us an opportunity to actually get the stuff out of the water instead of just on the shoreline. So, mm. Do you have any other kind of big events that you guys do throughout the year besides, you know, you mentioned the, the two Arbor Days. I was wondering how you got two out of that. But you get the National and, and the Texas. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> we just started doing the Texas one two years ago. And I thought, you know, I don't know why we don't do Texas Arbor Day because it's blasted everywhere. Let's just do both. So our next big event, like I said, was National Public Lands Day. What's cool about that event, and we're going to be out there at Bosque Park. If you come and volunteer, you get a free pass to any national park. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. I try to give as much perks as possible to help cleaning up the community and making it better. So with the river cleanups, we do kind of like a competition. If you bring (laughs) back the most unusual item, you'll get like a gift card to HEB. They're one of our big (laughs) sponsors. Or if you bring back, you know, the most bags of recyclables, we'll give you like a $50 gift card to wherever. And then the biggest one, if you and a group come, the most bags of trash that you pick up, Mm -hmm. it's usually we'll give 100 to 150. So So earlier you mentioned members and volunteers. So what are the differences there and how do those work? Okay, so generally the way we kind of recruit members and we've had a long history of repeat members, businesses and things like that. It does help that we moved out of City Hall and we have our big sign up. So we're getting more and more business memberships every day. But generally we recruit members from volunteers. So if you come and volunteer more and more, they generally turn into members. We just launched a new membership for students. 
it's 10 bucks. You get a free t-shirt and then you also get all the perks as a regular member, which is 10% discount to all of our local nurseries, 20% discount at Living Earth, your second hour free for kayaks and canoes at Waco Paddle, and then your 10% discount at Bear Mountain. So it really helps, especially with the Baylor community, MCC and TCC. We try to utilize those types of people and really put forth the effort of cleaning up the community and have them possibly stay here in Waco. Because Mm -hmm. what we have seen, or at least whenever I was a student here in Waco, uh, you know, after you graduate, you go off to college and you don't return. (laughs) So we want to kind of keep those people that kind of go to college here to stay mm-hmm. and help with that, you know, economic development too. We do all kinds of stuff with outreach. We're involved in schools. Like I said, we help develop some of those outdoor classrooms. We preach recycling as much as we can. Um, and then I have my own little recycling programs on the side. So we just opened up the teacher project classroom where we are recycling all curricular items, decorations okay. for brand new teachers, especially. I posted that about what was it, June 1st, that the teacher closet was open. I'd been gathering stuff for about a year. I finally had one teacher come in and I put that post up on Facebook and I woke up the next morning and it was shared 142 times. (laughs) It's the only post I've ever had that went viral. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it reached like 33,000 people. And so I had teachers coming from all over the state, one from Brownsville, one from Lubbock, East and West. Like we probably had over 400 teachers and out of the office this summer. And what's cool about it is we'll take donations too. So I actually went to Mart in the middle of the summer and picked up all of their stuff that was left over from teachers. I had filled up two carloads. And so it's a really good reuse, especially since we noticed it's really hard to get involved in the schools if you try to plan during the school year. Mm. Schools don't really want to have anything to do with you um, Mm -hmm. because they're really focused on the testing and getting their scores up and things like that. So we'll go and, and visit administrators in the summer. And what we were noticing was that in the hallways, there were tables full of just classroom items, curricular items. And if no one picked them up, it went straight to the landfill. Mm -hmm. And we all know that teachers don't get paid the the best. And they use a lot of their own resources Mm -hmm. to start their classrooms up. I mean, my sister, she teaches in Houston. and She's like, I just dropped $1,500 just on classroom stuff. And so we were hoping to help the teachers and help reduce that going into the landfill. One of my second big projects for recycling, we, and this is a long shot, but I'm hoping it works. Um, <laughs> we just started doing glass recycling on the the block of 7th in Austin. Okay. We've got Austin's on the Avenue, Classy Glass, the Hippodrome, Waco Winery, you know, all those restaurants that really produce a lot of glass waste. We have four or five Oh no, there's five blue cards out there that are just specifically for glass. It took a little while to get it going, but now we're dumping once a week. And so I'm collecting all that glass data and I'm going to take it to council and just say, hey, look, this is just from one block. Mm -hmm. And this is just from one block for six months. With all that weight and material that we are saving from the landfill, my goal is for them to say, oh, look, yes, we definitely need to do this, especially for downtown. And then eventually I want to get it to curbside. The reason why we don't recycle glass right now is because we don't have a truck to pick that up. Mm. You have to have a special truck. It's dangerous. But you can divert all that waste. And we did a listening tour at OI, our our glass recycling plant here in Waco last summer. And it was really eye-opening for me. It's one of the only sustainable materials that will constantly be turned back into itself. Glass. Unlike plastic. Yes. Yeah. Glass and aluminum. Mm-hmm. We noticed that more and more people are switching to glass products. My son loves to drink Coke out of the glass bottle still. Mm-hmm. It's like his thing. <laughs> and so, and now 
our Waco plant is actually making the bottled water out of glass for, I want to say San Diego, Google that area over there. Mm-hmm. They they cut out all their plastic waste and right. they're turning it all into glass. And I just thought it was surprising that our glass plant here in Waco is supplying the glass bottles for a totally different state. So um, yeah, I thought that was crazy when I when I came here from another city that they didn't recycle glass. And I'm like, that seems like such a big thing to not be able to do. And we're putting that in our landfills otherwise. Right. And that's what we're seeing more and more of. So since we are growing so much and we're, we're getting people moving in from other states that are already used to putting their glass in their recycling bin, we are noticing more and more of it when we go and take it to the Murph Sunbright. And so I was just like, come on, guys, we got we got to do something here. And so I'm working really hard on getting that pushed. I'll probably write a huge grant just to get the truck. Once we get at least one truck, I think they'll see how much they could, can divert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody wants the landfill in the backyard. So it's it's really the importance of diverting is is huge. So I have wondered about certain things like we fill up our recycling once a week and they don't come but once every other week. You actually have the opportunity if you have a blue cart, just call the city and they'll drop off a second one for free. I need to do that. Yes, you do. Because <laughs> I was always like, oh, I have to like wait. Or the worst part is when you put some recycling in the trash because your recycling's full. Right. If you're like me, I put out my trash. It's like the exact opposite for me. I probably put out my trash twice a month, but my recycling's always full. Yeah. We try to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next big goal is to get a, a food composter to, you know, some type of business to move into town because we're doing more and more events, bigger events that don't necessarily have the capability to, you know, recycle the food and recycle the plastic bottle water. And we kind of just hopped on that the last year and a half. And I was like, why isn't this being tapped into? You have thousands and thousands of people coming to Waco for, you know, Ironman or Try Waco or um, the Silo Marathon. And we really hit it hard with the Silo Marathon and we diverted two thirds of their waste. Wow. Yeah. And it was a lot of waste. But we did our first year waste event out at BSR. They had a surfing competition and those people are from Australia. And so they don't have any waste. And so they came to me and said, hey, could you help us out? Unfortunately, because where BSR is located, we could not take any of our trash crew out there. Mm -hmm. So I had to get Sunbright to agree to offer to let me use a recycling roll off. And we had 40 people out there just helping you know get the the right placement and and you know the right things going and we diverted all their waste wow mm-hmm. you know and everyone says there's no such thing as zero waste but we actually did that and it was a really fun event you got to see people from all over the world come and and utilize their little simulated surf their fake wave yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it sounds like you have a lot of ideas and stuff for the future and so we like to ask our charity champions you know really think big like where do you see things going and what are some big needs to get you there okay so last year we i say we but it was me um you can get on facebook and establish like your your birthday nonprofit, you know yeah thing and so i specifically went in there and asked for keep like a beautiful for a trailer and i managed to raise about twelve hundred dollars right now we're having to rent one and it's like a hundred bucks every time we rent just to mm. do these district cleanups. But it'd be awesome if we could either get one donated or, you know, just kind of help fund it. What kind of trailer are you talking? We need one, especially with sides. It doesn't have to be enclosed. It'd be kind of cool to have an enclosed one just so I don't have to keep all of my cleanup material in the office. We can mm. just keep it in the trailer. But it has to be long to where we could fill up with electronics and appliances and things like that. Mm-hmm. And tall, long and tall. And then, of course, the big 
push is once we get council on board with the glass recycling, I would love any help to push for the grant to, to purchase a truck for them. Their budget's really tight right now, and especially solid waste. Any way that we could help would be awesome. Do you see Waco becoming like this uh, environmental mecca? Oh, yes. Just like Austin. I have people that come from Austin. They're just like, I don't understand why y'all are so behind on the curve. And I'm like, I don't either. We're working on it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> you are one of this year's charity champions. I know. It's so exciting. We had you uh, come to a, uh, a luncheon that was a, a bit under false pretenses. What were you thinking about when you came for that luncheon? Oh, so I had like four or five sheets of just facts and information. And I did a lot of, you know, just trying to prepare myself for the interview. And yes. then I just walked in and, and everyone's <laughs> clapping. And I'm like, why, why is everyone clapping? I thought this was an interview. And, you know, I had I had other cleanups that day. So I wasn't like, I wasn't dressed the way I am right now for a cleanup. But it, it wasn't like, I didn't do the whole dolled up thing like I would be on TV or something. And so that was really interesting. Kenny Stott was there with Habitat. And I guess they were previous champions. Yeah. And he was last year our Keep Up Beautiful's president. And so oh. it was really fun to run into him. And he walked in with me like he was a champion. That and was pretty funny. <laughs> we, we didn't brief him on it, what he needed to do. So, you know, he just got recognized again. That's cool. Yeah. He was like, we're well, I'm here that. to support you. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool. OK, so kind of one last push. What are some of the things that you need right now? And and how can people get involved if they want to help sure. keep it go beautiful? So all of our volunteer events are online. If you want to jump on our Facebook page, you can do it that way too. Or our website, keepwakeabeautiful.com. At the bottom of the homepage is our sign up button. It'll list all the upcoming events that you can volunteer for. Our online store, we do that twice a year. It's kind of like a mini fundraiser that we have for us just to help sustain some of our operation and program funds. And then we have our sustainable classes too, which I've failed to mention earlier. We have the rainwater harvesting class that's coming up next weekend. And those are $50 for a class lot, but it basically just covers the materials. Hmm. We get 55-gallon barrels donated from Coca-Cola, and we will purchase a conversion kit, and we'll actually teach you how to save water and save money. Actually, your plants like rainwater better than they do, you know, the city water, and so... More minerals and stuff in it. Right, uh-huh. And so, and we've had people take repeats of this class just so they could get the extra barrel and kind of do an overflow system. And it's crazy because with the way it rains nowadays, you'll fill up a barrel like that, like right. no time. We partnered with Urban Reap to have it there. They have more space than we do at the office and uh, we'll show you how to put it together. If you need help drilling the holes, we'll have guys there, you know, doing the work for you, essentially. We nice. just ask that you bring a vehicle big enough to put your 55-gallon barrel in it. So, And then we also do the worm composting class. We use red wigglers, and we can really teach you how your soil really likes the worms and what they do for it. Your gardens will love it, too. Mm -hmm. um, and little kids love to take this class. Oh, uh, yeah. they'll, they'll shred up the paper, play with the worms, and things like that. That class is relatively cheap. It's it's $10. And like I said, any of the, the sustainable classes that we do just covers the materials. We don't try to upcharge you make some money off of it that's not what we're about do you get free worms we don't we don't get free worms unfortunately we have to pay for them Gotta but find we your own yeah <laughs> it was funny when my uh, my daughter started her class the teacher was like we are the only class that has hundreds of class pets and she showed the worms <laughs> <laughs> that's so unique there you go all right so thank you so much for coming on and congratulations on being a charity champion yeah thanks for having me and i appreciate it so much when i went back to the board once i got the email i was like oh, 
this is such a huge blessing. And I love the fact that y'all supplied us with a grant writer and a marketing person. Because yes. I was like, I don't have the time to turn our logo into a circle logo. Like, yes. like simple little things that mm -hmm. we can utilize and teach some of these kids how business works and things like that. It, it's really is it's such a huge blessing that y'all provide some of those things, being a champion. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Charity Champions Podcast. If you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to rate and review us. This helps our podcast reach more listeners. Have a charity you'd like to nominate for next season? Visit charitychampions.org and look for the Nominate button at the top of the page. You can also find more information on this podcast and all Charity Champions at charitychampions.org. We'll see you next time.